Hey everybody, Jim Malone here, coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. It is Friday, and we're almost at the uh, big weekend, the big, the big, um, the big uh, uh, Memorial Day, <laughs> the big, <laughs> the big, um, the big Independence Day weekend. I'm going to be going down to Austin, but uh, I'll be here for a little bit, of course, until the stores in, and uh, just want to kind of get into some of the slides here. And let's do that right now as we speak. I'm going to see if I can get that window up. There we go. All right. So, okay. Well, it uh, it basically is Friday, as we say. The market is in a confirmed uptrend, which is a good thing. And it looks like, you know, we're, 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 we're moving very, very nicely above about that 14,000 level. And that's a key level because that is showing it is continuing its move up. We're nearly at the all-time highs on the NASDAQ and uh, on, on the S&P. So it's looking very, very good, uh, at least for right now. Now, you know, we may get a pullback, but at least for right now, there seems to be a movement back into some of the big cat techs. Uh, I kind of wanted to show you what stocks that I have. I did buy two stocks today. Kind of interesting. I did buy an, a position in Apple. And then I bought a, a, a position in uh, this one. It's called Santander Commercial, uh, uh, Santander Consumer. And it's a very interesting stock. I'm pretty familiar with it because it's based right here in Dallas. And it's a, it's essentially the, the, uh, the, the parent company is a Mexican company. Very good company down in Mexico. But they have a consumer division here in uh, here in the US and they're very very aggressive when it comes to automobile finance so it uh, it just had tremendous earnings and it just pushed right up and it's a pretty cool thing so just wanted to point that out uh, to everybody here let's get the uh, banner up get that banner there we go all right um oh wait a minute it's July 4th it's it's, uh, it's actually the second today so let me change that make sure that is indeed right Okay, that is the second and one. I think that is correct now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, so we're we're now we're not cooking along. But anyways, I just want to show you that one Santander, very interesting uh, company and one that you know you might want to definitely consider. Here's my uh, here's my allocation right now. Most of it, as you can see, is in DocuSign. I have a lot of DocuSign done quite well in it. Um, as you can see, here's the ads for Santander. And then I did uh, did buy a full position of Apple. Everything else pretty much is a half position with the exception of CrowdStrike. I have a full position in CrowdStrike, full position in Apple, and three full positions in uh, DocuSign. The rest are half positions. And if, you, if you're wondering what I'm doing there, why I'm doing that, well, one of the things you want to do when you're when you're uh, allocating your capital to any particular uh, in any particular uh, um, portfolio, is you don't want to put obviously all your eggs in one basket. You want to kind of have that spread out. So what I do is I use a I use a um, a, a system where uh, it's sort of like a pizza. And the way it works is, let's say you have a uh, eight thousand dollar portfolio value. Well, if you divide that by eight, that gives you eight full positions each of $1,000. So when you go into a stock, you typically go in with a half position. So that would be $500 worth of whatever stock you're, you're, you're trading. And then as it improves, that's when you add to it. So I typically, uh, it, and, if, and if, the, uh, if the stock shows promise, then you continue to add more positions. But you, you kind of pyramid into the stock. And the advantage of that, of course, is that you're going to limit your exposure to any one stock. And that could be a very good thing. So that's what I'm done, done here. Essentially, I have quite a few names right now, more than I normally have. But, uh, you know, that is because we have moved really from a market trend under pressure to a market trend um, that is, uh, that, that is uh, the market trend is fully moving up now. So that's the kind of thing you've got to watch out for. And that's, that's part, of, part of the way that I put that in there. So without further ado, let's get into some of the um, some of the slides here. So let me go in. Uh, let's see. Let's get the let's get the charts up here because they're very important, of course. And there we go. So that should 
be the charts. There we go. All right. So thanks for waiting, everybody. And uh, oh, hey, wait a minute. I need to put my um, I need to to show the people over in the Discord room. I gotta I gotta put up the um, uh, the give them the link to the to the live broadcast. So there we go. Let's just bring that up. And there we go. Kind of a just pulling the link to everybody that's in the Discord group right now. So I'll I'll get that here in just a second. I should have had that ready to go when I first came on, but I did not. So uh, let's go ahead and share that just out. Pulling the link to everybody that's in the Discord group right now. So I'll, I'll get that here in just a second. I should have had that ready to go when I first came on, but I did not. So, okay. Yeah, just pasting that there. There we go. All right, so so now we're back cooking, and we're back in there. Okay, so thanks for bearing with me there. And let's go to some of the questions. All right, this is a question from um, Arun. Thank you, by the way, um, for uh, joining your Discord. Uh, thank you very much. Um, can you ask questions? Okay. Absolutely, um, absolutely, absolutely, definitely ask questions on on options. What I, I do use option strategies, and the reason I do that is because sometimes, you know, when when you're using, when you're when you're going in stocks, you know, stocks really you make money as the stock is going up. But one of the great things about many of the option strategies that can be employed is that you can make money if a stock is going down or if it's going sideways. So that can be a very, very, very good thing. Um, uh, let's see. What are your thoughts on GE? Very interesting company, of course, General Electric. I mean, probably everybody has something from GE. I, I have a, I have a refrigerator. Oops, come on. Let me. It's not letting me go to the. Okay, let's see if I can. Okay. All right. Well, I, I let's see. Put this. There we go. All right. So let's go to GE. Let's go to the chart for GE. Now, hopefully, I'll get it. Hopefully, I'll get a cursor here in a second. I'm not. It's not allowing me to, there we go, okay. All right, so I'm trying to, okay, see if, I'm afraid I had an error, so I apologize for that. Let's see if I can, let's see if I can get the, uh, let's see if I can get a window up here uh, for GE in just a second, so let me just do that. All right. little bit slow, a little bit more latency here. Yeah. Oh, let me. There. All right. Thanks for holding there. There we go. There's GE. And let's share it out. All right. So basically, here's the thing about GE. GE is going to be doing a reverse split. Part of the reason they are is they want to get their share price higher. A stock that's under about $10 a share is a problem. Now, GE's price right now is about $13, and it's moving, it's moving up nice. But they have announced um, plans to do a reverse split. And what that does is that takes existing shareholders and then puts them all as one. Now, normally, a reverse split is not the kind of thing you want to see. It really isn't. A uh, reverse split is something that is going to be problematic um, for many for many times. So reverse splits are not necessarily the best way to go. But in this case, uh, with GE, I mean they do have a continuing business and they and they and their and their fortunes are looking up. So 
um, you know, that's something to, to, to look at. Oh, by the way, I just want to say that uh, shout out to Larry Culp. Uh, he was a classmate of mine when I was in undergraduate school at Washington College, and he is now the CEO of GE. And I think he's doing a fantastic job. I don't, you know, I don't, he's, he's so far above my pay grade, it's not funny, but I just want to give a shout out to him. I think he's doing a great job. And I think this is a great company, and I think it has some very good potential. But I probably would not be a buyer right now. I kind of want to wait them for them to go through their reverse split just because I think that that might be key uh, in terms of, uh, you know, it. before I really want to start trading it, I want to I see their reverse split over with. Normally, uh, normally, when I go, when, normally when I do this, I like, you know, splits going forward I like. Reverse splits, I'm a little bit a little bit more leery on, so I'm a little bit more careful with reverse splits. So here's the thing. I don't know the exact date of the reverse split. I could probably look it up, but I don't know the exact date. I knew that they are considering it to get the share price up to where it's in a good trading range. It, unfortunately, uh, from from many of the years, you know, with um, you, you know, with with, with with what went on, uh, their their share price went way way down. And 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 but you know, the reason they put Larry in is because he was at Danaher. CEO of Danaher, very, very successful. And I have no doubt, I, I, I like to pick, not only do I like technicals on stocks, but I also like management teams. And I think Larry Culp is absolutely one of the best in the business, to be honest with you. So I, I wouldn't bet against them. I just wouldn't be right in the stock right now because I want to see that reverse split go forward. So thank you very, very much for that question, Kate. It's excellent, excellent question. Let's look at MRIN. Let's see if I can get the... Having a little bit of, let's see if I can shut some of these it, these things down. I have a limited bandwidth, unfortunately, here. So let's see if I can, I'm going to shut down the Discord feed. There we go. Okay, so maybe I can get, I can get a, um, if I can get my cursor to, to go there. So, okay. Going to try to. I'm going to try to see if I can get another. Um, see if I can get the the, the uh, charts up again. So let me do that really quickly here. All right, and I'm going to go ahead and go here to the charts. Okay. Thanks for bearing with me. I'm I'm. Uh, Broadcasting from home today, and uh, I don't have my normal setup, so <laughs> this is this is an experiment to see if I can do it. Uh, it d do it mobile. We're trying. Um, so that looks better. M R I N. I just have to be very wary of the of the bandwidth here. Okay, there we go. Marin Software, super. All right, thank you for bearing with me there. Okay. All right, so here's here's Marin Software. Basically, we had a spike here, and it looks like there's some kind of blow-off top capping. Let's take a look to see if we have a situation. We have a short squeeze situation. So I'm looking at the short interest, and it looks as if there's an, okay. So the short interest went down. Okay, so no real short interest problems. I'm going to kind of look at the monthly chart to kind of get an idea of how Marin Software is trading. It looks as if it was much, much higher back in the day. I mean, it's been around since 2013, and it looks like it has it has moved down since then. So here's the thing. I would be a little bit leery about this. I don't know exactly what's happening here. I'm seeing an awful lot of activity. Obviously, somebody is is coming in here huge. I mean, there you know, it, the volume is up 15, 65%. So we've probably already lost that first mover advantage. Don't quite know why that is happening, but I'm going to I'm going to switch over to the daily chart and it just looks like it's off the charts. I want to see this five the 5 minute chart to see if, you know, kind of kind of what's happened here. I don't know if there was news or whatever what what happened, but for some reason we had a situation where we had uh, you know, we had a lot of yeah, this is a very odd pattern. You know, it just seems to be all over the place. So somebody seems to be acquiring this. Don't quite know. I'm going to move to the 60-minute chart to see kind of on a weekly basis. Just kind of see, yeah, exactly. So something happened here. There was some kind of, you know, basically one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine days ago, something happened. I mean, it, this this company literally was flatlining, as you can see, and then just 
it just took off for the moon. So I don't quite know exactly what's happening here, Katrina. Um, I'd like to give you, <laughs> I'd like to give you a good answer on it, but I can't seem to tell with this one. So I'm going to have to pass in terms of, you know, giving you, giving you an idea of what, you know, what's going on here. I just can't understand this. This doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but I don't have, a, I don't have all the information that I probably need. So that's probably, that's probably the issue here. Um, okay. So let's, let's uh, go over to TikTok. and okay. Uh, oh, Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for, thank you for watching. I so appreciate it. Um, what do you think about KDP? This is a question from one of our people on TikTok. And uh, it's uh, so KDP. Let's look at that uh, and see if we've got something going on there. Oh, Keurig, Dr. Pepper. Boy, all these, all these, uh, all, all these Dallas companies. That's right up in Plano for everybody that you know is in the area. So you know, it's the Keurig, Dr. Pepper, and 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 the drinks business. You know, this is this is one of the all-time great businesses, really. Um, you know, out there. So. It's, uh, you know, so I, I do like, I really do like this area, even though consumer products, consumer packaged products are not necessarily right now the best thing, but we're right at a buy zone. Okay. So we, we, we're right at a buy zone. So this is not a bad one to take a look at. Here's the thing. We're definitely trading above the 200 day line. That's very, very good. Uh, we're, we're up, we're right below the, um, the 50-day moving average, and now that the and it looks like we're having we're we're in the process of a reversal. So I'm going to go over to the weekly chart. I'm going to check to see if we have a reversal on this because that would be a very good thing. So I do believe we have a kind of a very slight, and I'm going to I'm going to try to draw a line here. Hopefully it'll come up here. Well, hmm. okay. So I'm going to I'm I'm going to draw a line. So we sort of have this. You know, this is the this is the trend currently. It's downward sloping, but uh, I do think that we we are in a situation where we may be trading up. Yeah, we definitely are. So here's the thing: I wouldn't buy this one right now because of the volume, but I would consider possibly um, possibly buying it if it moves above the above the. Um, above the 50-day line. And currently, that 50-day line is at about 37. So here's here's what I would do on this one. I like this one. Uh, I do think it's going to move higher. It's consolidating, and it looks like it's moving higher. So here's what I would do with Keurig Dr. Pepper. I wouldn't buy it right away, uh, but and I and I wouldn't I wouldn't watch this this one. Instead, what I would do is I would set a buy stop limit order. And I'm going to give you that in just a second. So let's see if I can do that. Uh, so I, I, I want to see if I can set a buy stop limit order. And let's see if I can if I can do that one. And where I'd like to, you know, probably come into this issue is at about 37 as it's moving higher. And then and then set the limit for 37.10. And and the reason you do it this way is because you, sometimes you don't have the ability to, to watch, um, you know, to, to, to watch it all the time. But by setting this buy stop limit orders, what you can do is that as the as the stock moves higher, you can you can you can get it as it moves up. It's always better to buy as the stock is moving up. And this is a really an alternative to using a market order. And I use market orders a lot, but I but I'm starting really to start to really use the buy stop limit orders because they execute and I don't have to be there all the time. So, and also with some of the platforms like Thinkorswim, you can actually get a, get, get it so that you can, you, you can set it. And then if it executes the buy stop limit order, then it will immediately throw down a, a stop uh, limit. So that if it pulls back, it sells you out. So it protects your capital. I'm working a little bit on that. I'm going to try to, to, to show that with hopefully some videos or something like that, because I think that's a really, really great way to buy stock. But I like Keurig, and I, I don't want to buy it right now because it's pulling back, and we're also we're after hours, of course. But if it moves above about 37, about 37.50, a buy stop limit order might really, really work on this well. So that's kind of something that I think you might want to take a look at. Um, what do you think about Wish? Now, interestingly enough, I have a spread right now on Wish. There was a lot of activity on wish 
Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that up in, on the screen. And by the way, if you're looking on TikTok, you can jump over to the um, you can just jump right over to the feed uh, for the YouTube channel and see all the charts. I can't show, unfortunately, the charts on um, on on TikTok because of the way because of the way it's configured. But if you jump on over to that, you can see it. So just go to my profile, click the link, and then scroll all the way down. And by the way, as a bonus, everybody, I have a really really nice trade on Home Depot. It's called it's a Home Depot calendar spread, and it's available on Beacons. Uh, for the TikTok uh, users exclusively. You just go to my uh, profile, click the link, and then you'll see this thing, Paul Beacons. Just just, just uh, go on through to Beacons, and then you will see um, a trade for Home Depot uh, as well. So that's kind of a nice little bonus uh, for everybody on uh, that's that's uh, that's trading on that's, that's on TikTok. So let's take another question from um, uh, the, the feed from... Um, from uh, YouTube, so that's that's fantastic. Uh, how do you identify a sector rotation? Very, very good question. The sector rotation basically what is what happens is that periodically, um, per periodically, money moves from one part of the one part of the economy to the other part of the economy, and and the way it's been moving for the last three months is it's been moving out of tech into some of the uh, inflation hedge uh, areas like the oils. Now we're starting to see the techs come back in. But the way you identify it is you look at the sectors and which sectors are doing the best. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to pull up on the screen, I'm going to pull up um, a uh, listing, hopefully if this, 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 there we go, of all of the sectors of the economy. And I'm going to show you which are, the, which are the top performing sectors. And this is where the capital is moving to. So hopefully... If I get there, we go, okay, well, it almost worked. Let's see if I can get it all the way up. Oh, no, it didn't. It's giving me fits and starts. <laughs> it just doesn't, it just doesn't want to, yeah, I, I'm a little bit bandwidth constrained here uh, because I don't have a direct connection into the internet. I'm using, I'm using, I'm using uh, wireless. And unfortunately for my system, it doesn't quite have enough bandwidth. So let's see if I can get that up here for you. Well, let's see. Let's see if I can see it. Well, okay. Uh, let's. It's not allowed. Okay, it's a little bit slow. So I'm trying to, trying to, trying to make the, make it work here. All right. So let's go to the industry groups. See if it'll let me go there. I'm, it's taking me a second. So I apologize for the uh, the wait here. But here we go. I'm just going to put this up, and it's going to be a little bit, little bit painful, <laughs> watching this happen. But hopefully we'll get it. We'll get it going because I am broadcasting from home today. So that's part of the reason for the limited uh, bandwidth that I have. Okay. Well, basically um, what we're doing here is I'm trying to get up these sectors, but I could tell you, oh, there we go. Okay. So I'm looking at the industry groups. Well, it didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have enough bandwidth to, to do this. Uh, but, but trust me on this one. Um, basically, Ambrose, what's happening? What, what's happening is you look to see which sectors are improving and which sectors are not improving, and that gives us the ability to see kind of where the, where the capital is going. The capital has been moving away from some of the big cap techs until very, very recently, but now it, there's, it's starting to flow back in. So there we go. I sort of let me. I, I there. I think I now have the ability. Okay, one more click. Hopefully, there we go. Okay, so let me kind of show you the list here of the different sectors. Well, currently, the number one sector in terms of where the capital is moving is the oil and gas sector. So that's where we can see some very, very good potential uh, trades. Also, the consumer electronics area is good, too. This is where this is where GameStop is, by the way, interestingly enough. And the departments, so the retail department stores. Now, these all were beaten down heavily over the last year. So it's basically a dead cat bounce. But there is an interesting area here that I really, really like, and it's really odd. It's it's retail apparel, shoes, and accessories. And I found some very good ones in there, like Crocs, and uh, also Lululemon is in there. So some very good. So so that's kind of what we're looking to for. Right now, some of the areas in the market, uh, like the, uh, the techs, are much lower. The money has flown out of them. So long story short, what I'm always looking to do is seeing which – areas in the market are performing the best. And that's where I concentrate looking for 
um, for, for things to trade. So that's kind of what a sector rotation is. It moves from one sector. In this case, the, the, uh, it was moved, it moved away from the tech sector into some of the more commodity plays, such as oil and gas. Oil and gas is an inflation hedge. It is the best inflation hedge. It's actually better than gold and Bitcoin and all that stuff because it's, it always will go up if there's inflation in the economy. And unfortunately, we're probably going to see a lot of inflation in the economy. So that's one of the reasons why there's everything flowing there. All right, Arun, thank you very much. This is CRISPR. And uh, this, this, of course, is a gene editing uh, company, very interesting company based in Switzerland. Um, there are, the thing about the area, the thing about the, this area of the market, the, um, the, the biotech area, this is by far the most companies, even more than software, are in this area. So, so this is an area that is tough to trade because there are just so many companies that are in this area. I typically like to trade ETFs in this area just because it gives us a better look in terms of uh, you know what we what we what we can what we can trade. This is CRISPR, and after hours, it's doing very very nicely. It's moved up uh, about a percent, about one point two two eight percent after hours. They there was some very very heavy buying in here. It settled down a little bit. Now this morning, I, I <laughs> out of the gate, I took a flyer on 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 space Virgin Galactic, and I didn't read it right this time. I'll tell you, uh, I bought it as it was moving up on a buy stop limit order right about 54 and then it pulled back and so i was sold out at 50 and it, it dropped to to 40 um to 45 so sometimes you can't you know when it comes out of the gate you, you don't get it right and you don't you don't get in those things right but this this pulled up it's pulling back it looks as if and i want to draw a uh a, a diagonal here to to show you basically the up uh, let's see if we can get the the there's the temporary pin see this is the reversal line i just want to kind of show everybody this and what am I doing? Well, what am I doing here is I'm trying to see if this stock is trending higher. Okay, now currently it is trending higher because this is how you draw a trend line. And you can do it on the daily or the weekly charts. Actually, it's better on the weekly charts, but it's easier to see here on the daily charts. You go to the high, and the high in this case for CRISPR, 228. You draw that line and you connect it with the local high at 137. If if it is above that, that means it's 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 moving to a different trend. So that's very interesting. So definitely, CRISPR is on an upward trend, and we always want to buy an upward trend. Not only do we want to buy an upward trend, but we want to buy on an upward, uh, you know, uh, on volume. That's one of the reasons you use the buy stop limit order. Well, here's the thing: we're starting to move up. We it punched up here, but it's pulled back a little bit. This is a very very common action. It what'll happen is. Stocks don't move up uh, uh, smoothly up or down. They kind of go through these steps. They push through resistance, and then they settle, and then they push above the resistance once again. And that's definitely what's happened here. So the question is, can we buy this? Well, I do think we can, possibly off of this 10-day line. Now, I don't know if you can see it on this chart, but this is that little pink line. And basically, so here's what, here's what I would say about CRISPR. If you want to get into the stock, and this is what... You know, in terms of the gene editing stocks, this is one of the very, very best of them. There's another one called Edit as well. It's very good. But if this pulls back to about 144 and then reverses higher, it's about $10, $10 lower than where it is now, then I think you could possibly get into it. I probably would not get into it right now because it is essentially not at a pivot. The next real pivot is going to be, micro pivot is going to be here at about 175. We're a little bit off that. We're at 155. So... I probably would watch list this one for now, but I think it's a very, very good stock, and I think it's in a great area. And I think there's a lot of, um, you know, the, there's 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 a there's a lot of interest in this area. I think it's a great area uh, to to be in. So I would watch list uh, this one. Um, uh, CRSP CRISPR, and and uh, you know, it just I just think that that's probably the more prudent approach at this point. So what I would do with CRISPR right now is I would be watch listing. I, I, I would be, I would be watch listing. The, oops, there we go. I'm sorry. I got a different message there. I would be watch listing this one because I do think that it is, it is going higher. But remember, we always want to buy as the stock is moving higher right now. It has an upward trend, but it's pulling back. So we've got one of the two things. We don't quite have 
the right way. We don't. We're not quite in there correctly to 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 buy it. Also, we don't have a full base here. Now, what do I mean by full base? Typically, the what will happen is the stock will trade up. It'll go to a high, and then it will reverse down, and then it will come up, and then it will cup. It will form a cupping pattern. And then as it moves through that higher high, that's a really good place to buy it because that is a buy point. Okay, so a lot, a lot of I'm talking, I'm talking a lot of stuff here. So maybe, maybe a little bit too, little bit too involved. But again, this is not an exact science. I, and I want to say this is an exact science. But the way stocks trade is they sort of trade in these ranges. They will go to a buy point and then they'll punch through that buy point and then that will form the floor and then it will trade up until we get to the top of the channel and then it will oscillate typically within that channel. If there is a sufficient upward pressure, then it will it will pop up once more. So why do stocks go up? Well, people think stocks just go up because they go up, right? That's not true. The reason stocks go up is because the people that are holding the stocks um, refuse to sell. So people have to bid the stock price up. Now, in the in the parlance of the market, these are called strong hands. Typically, the strongest hands are going to be the people that are in uh, that are in these uh, that are, that are funds. They're they're going to be the strongest hands. They don't have to sell to pay the mortgage. You know, they they don't have to sell to pay the mortgage. So typically, what will happen is a stock will the the price will basically move down as long as the weak hands are selling. But then when people stop selling. The strong hands hold the hold the line on the price, and the stock moves up. So that's why stocks they might move on certain news, but typically, the, what really makes the move is the strong hands that are holding them. So that's 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 something that you've got to always kind of be kind of be cognizant of, uh, you know, when you're when you're buying a stock. All right, uh, let's take a look at uh, IIPR. Let's see if I can get that up here. My right. Well, there we go. Innovative. Oh, okay. This is the marijuana property company. Very familiar with this one. By the way, uh, this has been, in terms of the cannabis space, this has been one of the best stocks to play in the cannabis space because it really isn't a cannabis stock. Really, what it is is it's a specialty landlord, uh, and I think this is a great way to play the cannabis space. This, I, I'm much more interested in innovative industrial properties. Then I'm interested in something like uh, a Tilray. Not that there's anything wrong with Tilray. It's just that this, I think, captures the profit of this space much, much better. Now, we're in a consolidation, and the low on that consolidation, basically, see if I can read it, is about 162.81, and, and the, the high is about 220. So we are in an upward trend in that consolidation. So... Would now be a good time to get into it? Well, it, it's it's a weak movement up, but it's a movement up, and things are looking good for this. It's got a relative strength of, of 70, 78. Now, it's not quite as good as I like to see it. I like to see an 80 here, but I'll take it because we're in a market that's been rotating out of some of the weaker sectors. So this is not bad. Uh, we're, we're above. This is the 200-day line. I like the fact that we have an upward-trending 200-day line. That's excellent. We have an upward-trending... 50-day line. That's also good. We have a the 21 and the 10. So everything is looking good. It, it from what I can see on the indexes and the volume, we are we have a trending stock and it's trending upwards. Now, um, can we buy it at this level? Well, I think that this is not a bad level to buy it at. But I, I would probably want to see if it can cross the 200 um, the, the the 200 price on 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 the pricing. I, if it can if it can cross that, I think that would be excellent. Because that would be that would then go to a higher level. So I like this one. I think you're at a good place. Now, would I buy a full position in this at this point? No, I probably would not buy a full position in this place. I want to let it see. I, I want to see it go above. I want to see it go above 200 before I would. I would be buying it. So again, you know, and I've been Mr. Watchless today. Um, I've been showing you ones that that I would watch this. I would watch this this one. Uh, it's a good stock. It's in a good area. It's it's got a very very nice track record. This is the way to play cannabis, in my opinion. Very good stock. I want to see it go above 200 though, 
before I would probably buy this one. So um, I do want to show you a stock that, that that has broken out, and I did buy some of this this morning. It's an interesting one. It's uh, it's essentially an automobile finance company based here in Dallas, and it's called Santander uh, uh, Santander Commercial. And I really like this one. I first of all, I know a little bit about this stock because I have friends in the in the automobile business here in Dallas, and this is the, this is one of the most aggressive bank. So if you go in to the dealership and you want to buy that new F-150, this, you know, and you don't have the greatest credit, you know, take check out Santander because they'll lend on not so perfect credit. Um, I just, as you can see by the notation, I bought in as we had this incredible spike here. I do think the fact that we, we, sometimes we don't have a full cupping action. It basically, why did I buy this? Well, it had previously come up to this 3940, 3910 level, and then that was sort of resistance. Then it pulled back, and then normally it would come all the way back up in a cup. But sometimes what happens is if there's an event like good earnings, which they had here, it will just pop up and it'll pop up above the higher high. The higher high, the higher high was 3910. So today it, it put, popped right above that. So I do think that this is this is now going to start continue going to continue on this sort of this upward trend so uh i did buy a half position in this in the small portfolio i'm going to kind of draw a line there so that's kind of the trend that i think that might that might be in store i'm gonna i'm gonna actually put a uh i'm gonna put an alert on that line and the reason i'm gonna do that is because uh if it moves above this this trend line then i think it's getting ahead of itself but i think that we have so definite, um, we, we, we definitely have some uh, room to grow here. And that's between about here, about 40 on up to maybe as high. Let's see if I can, maybe maybe I can see this, uh, maybe about 48 or so. I think it's going to be pretty smooth sailing. And we're going to so we're going to get a bump. We're going to get about a, about at least a 5% bump here on this stock the way I'm looking at these charts. Um, so, this is one of the ones I, I, I came into. Now, if it, if it moves above this trend line here, then I'll buy another half position. I'll have a full position in my portfolio. But you might want to take a look at this one. It's called Santander Commercial USA Holdings, symbol SC. So very nice, very nice stock there as well. All right. So let me show another one here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. Let's look at MAXN. Let's see if I can get that up here. And I think I'm I, I think I'm finally getting on track here where it's sort of working. There we go. Max and solar technologies. This area has been kind of beaten down in the last few few uh, sessions. Why? Because there's been so much movement into some of the inflation sensitive areas that are going to benefit from inflation. And that, of course, is the oil. So right now, this is not the greatest of, of areas. I wouldn't be a buyer of this. And the reason is it has nothing to do with solar. Solar, I think, has a great future. But right now, investment in the market is against solar. And the reason I know this is because the this is the this is the 195th sector. So there's 197 sectors overall. Uh, I think the only thing doing poor, more poorly than this is soap makers. I think that's the I think that's the one. So right now, solar just is not the place to be. I don't even want to be in that sector. Here's part of my game plan. I like to be in sectors that that are seeing positive investment. Right now, solar is not seeing the positive investment. That doesn't mean it can't turn. But right now, I just think you got to be a little bit careful. This is in a downtrend, so I wouldn't be a buyer of this one. I I'm, I don't even know if I'd be a watch list one. I'd want to see this area, the solar area, do better. It's not prime. It's not a very good performing sector right now. People are selling the the this this area, the energy solar area, and they're buying the oils. It's really strange. You know, you would think with Biden as president that. That the oils were doing doing worse and the solar would be doing better, but it's just the opposite, and that's what the market is saying. So very interesting. I would not be a buyer of this one. Just the solars just haven't done as well. It's just it's just one of those uh, one of those things. Let's look at Upstart. Upstart's also a very interesting one. Now Upstart, as you know, um, is a is a company that uses AI to do credit scoring, and I think this is this is really the future. 
I really, really think this is a great area to be in. And the reason I think it's such a good area is because, um, you know, doing credit is has been so subjective. Now, the credit bureaus have been a little bit, a, a, a little bit removed from that. You know, and of course, people don't, it's sort of like the SAT scores. People have every reason why they don't like them, mainly because they have low scores. <laughs> and I know that was the case when I was, when I was trying to get into graduate school, you know, I had to bump my scores up, you know, to, to make it, to make myself look better. But one of the things about this, this upstart is that they are doing a lot of the AI in this. Now, this is, of course, a relatively new stock, and I mean, it's it, you know, it's just it hasn't been out there all that long. It has found support at the 50-day line, so that's so that's okay. Now, would I be a buyer in this? Well, it did reverse. I have the reversal line on here. It moved above that reversal line up to about $191 a share, and then it pulled back. So, basically, this is a tough one to trade. I'll be honest with you. Uh, we have a very strong relative strength line, but it is it is it is retreating. Here's the thing that I would do on this one. I think I would wait on this one. I don't think I would buy this right now. I want to see this move higher, and specifically, I want to see it form a base. And currently, we have neither of those. We are trending lower, and even though we're, we having even though we have support on that 50-day line, it's still not good enough. So, I think you really at this point, and I've had this one before. I've had upstart. Uh, before I've never been successful with it right now, but maybe that'll turn around. I want to see this thing move higher before I would probably be in it. So that's kind of my my take on Upstart for right now. All right, Olio, interesting. This is also a, this is a payments company. Very interesting. Uh, o L O. I think that's I think that's the symbol. Is that correct? Yeah, Olio Incorporated. Yeah. Okay. This is online cloud based payment system and this is really big in the restaurant industry by the way so this is this is this one definitely is a stock that i think you know it is an ipo uh and ipos i i i think can be can be very very good here's the thing it doesn't it hasn't formed a, a pure ipo base right yet there is a double bottom that is indicating uh at a pivot at 3320 it's at 34 would I buy this? Well, I'm not going to buy it unless it moves, it bounces off that 50-day line. But it's just, I think it's just really too early. Uh, you know, I, I just, I'm not loving this one as much as I like. We're in a downward, a little bit downward trend. And this is, this is the daily chart. So even though we are in a buy zone right now for Olio, I want to see it move a little bit more convincingly. So would I buy this one now? Well, I might buy a quarter position. But I wouldn't probably buy any more than a quarter position. There is, there is a buy point on it at thirty-three twenty. Uh, it's a double bottom pattern, which is good. It did break out from that, but it's pulled back, basically to that, to to that resistance level at thirty-three twenty. So, what I, what would I do on this one? Well, if I did go into this one, I'd go in very relatively light on this one, and I would be setting my uh, my stop loss very tight. If I did buy this one, I would probably be setting my stop loss basically at about uh, 3250 is where I'd be where I'd be setting it so if I went in here I would I would have a relatively tight stop loss on this but it's good it's a good company and uh, you know uh, for an IPO this is doing very very well so uh, interesting company I would not go into the sun heavily but you could buy it at this level so very very interesting uh, Jim you missed my stocks early oh I'm sorry let's look at TTI. Uh, I'm sorry. Sometimes I sometimes I get I get you know going and I don't I don't uh, <laughs> I don't I don't look at everything properly. So thank you for for bringing that up. Let's see if we can come up. Yeah, Terra Technologies. All right, let's look at that one first. Um, let's look at Terra Tech. Terra Tech. Um, you know we we have a very, you know again I do I like this area. Um, we're in the oil and gas field services area, which typically will benefit if there's drilling activity going on and definitely that's the case this is the 18th sector so we're definitely in the top 20 percent of all the stocks right now so i'm liking that unfortunately this one doesn't this is this doesn't have a classical base pattern but i'm looking at a place to buy this well you know what i would look you know this is a very inexpensive stock it's a four dollar stock here's what i would try to do i would probably try to buy this if it moved above about five five dollars and ten cents because I think that is going to give us, that's going to give us the higher high. So would I buy it today 
on a, on a market order. Well, I probably wouldn't buy this with a market order, but I would look, you know, if it bounces off the 10-day line, it looks like it is. Now, I'm going to take a look to see how far above that 10-day line we are just to see kind of where the, you know, how far we are above that. Okay, so we're about 4% above the 10-day line. Well, you know what? You could actually buy it at this level. This is interesting. You could actually buy at this level. Now, if I did buy at this level, I would immediately go and I would set a stop loss right at about 360 on this one. But this is looking pretty good. I very much like this one, Jeet. Very, very good. Um, so would I buy this one? Well, obviously, um, this is not a perfect pattern to buy it. I'll be honest with you. This is not a perfect cup with handle pattern, but it's looking pretty good. This is a very low price stock, so it's going to be a lot more volatile. So you kind of have to play it a little bit differently than you normally would. But one thing I really do like about this is the way it's trading off of the 10 and the 20 day, uh, 21 day line. So it is definitely showing very nice uh, response in the market. So what do I, what do, I do? I, I would probably, you know, you could definitely buy it at this level, but I would set that stop loss immediately at about 360. And I probably would not go in with any more than about a half position just uh, because of the volatility. But it looks really good. Uh, it looks really, really good. Let's look at NOG. Uh, let's look at NOG. NOG. All right. And that'll come up here in just a second. There we go. Oh, there we go. Northern oil and gas. This is also looking pretty darn good. <laughs> I can see that you're you're definitely uh, you're definitely you know fooling around in the oil patch. I think that's a that's a good place to be. As you can see, most of these stocks have done very well since you know in this in this entire group have done very very well. This is this is a very good area. This is the number one sector right now in the market is oil and gas and north and. Northern oil and gas is no exception. This is very good. Here's the thing, you know, just let your winners run. This is going to, if you're, I hope you're already in this one because this is, you could buy it at this level, but I hope you're already in this one. Just keep moving your stop loss up. I think that this is, this is the gift that's going to give a lot this year because of where you're at. You're, you, you definitely, if you bought this, you know, basically, uh, you know, off the 21 day line or, or, at the, or, or, at the, or at the breakout, then you are doing very, very well. And you'll notice, you can see this, true, the last two months, May, June, and part of April, you can just see how well this, this sector has done. What I'm going to do is I'm going to flip on over and see if I can show you the entire sector. Now, this is the number one sector right now. So these are, I, I wanna, I'm kind of looking for names of, of stocks that might be doing very, very well today. We definitely have one, Phoenix Minerals, now Whiting Petroleum, and Goodrich. These are all quite good. Let's look at Whiting because we're, it's at an almost all-time high. One of the things, it, it's a good practice to get in to, if you have a sector that's running like this, try to get into the leaders uh, in that sector because that will give you a very, very good uh, a very good look. Now, you can see where I got in here. On This is, a, this is Whiting Petroleum. Now, hopefully I can close this down. There we go. Um, as you can see, the checklist is excellent on it as well. So all of the oil stocks typically have this very same pattern. You know, we kind of came off that that we came off that uh, that buy point there, and then they're moving up. Well, it's it's moving it's moving better than my internet connection. It's moving. There we go. Um, so this is one that you might want to look at. It's not. This is not a perfect place to buy it. I will tell you, if you're using pure cancelling rules. This is probably not the optimal buy point, but the oil and gas, the U.S. oil and gas companies right now are all doing very, very well. So I think that you're, um, I, I think that Nog is probably going to be very, very good for you. All right, let's look at Ark Invest. This is, of course, not a stock; it's a, it's an ETF, and of course, Kathy Woods uh, is the. She's done very well last year because she had Tesla, and by the way, that was my best stock last year as well. I have. And 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 there, we are getting to a point where you can start moving back into Tesla. It looks as if you know it's viable between about you know seven hundred five up to about seven ten. I haven't yet pulled the trigger on it, but I think that it's looking fairly good. All right, Ark Invest. Uh, this is Ark Innovation. So this is um, so this stock is essentially has the same. If you look at this, this is very interesting. Look at this chart pattern, and you will see an almost identical chart pattern. With Tesla, and the reason for this is, is 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 obvious. Tesla is the largest holding of this ETF. So, if we go over here to Tesla, 
you can see it has almost the same pattern. Isn't that interesting? And the reason is, of course, is because ARC ETF has so much in it. So my question is, why buy ARC ETF? If you really want to get the best way to make money, a lot of times, is not to dilute your capital. It's to get it into the things that are moving the best. And right now, at least if you're in, into this kind of Kathy Woods portfolio, maybe you might want to get her number one uh, uh, her, her number one um, stock, and of course that is Tesla. Right now, Tesla is viable. But as you can see, I've drawn a little line here, and we have this kind of kind of, you know, what I call this is railroad tracks, where it's just it's just you know very tight pattern. This eventually, once we run out of um, once once we run out of sellers, this is likely to move higher. So. Uh, here's the thing. I would be, I would possibly be a buyer um, in Tesla above. I think it really needs to be above about um, above about 780. Uh, you could buy it. So instead of Arc, you might want to get the the fund. You might want to get the stock that has the most uh, that has the most exposure to. Arc has the most exposure. Thank you very much for uh, for um, for for. Uh, for your for your birthday wishes, I am going to be much older than I than I ever thought I would be. So thank you so much for that, Abdul. I appreciate that. Very very nice, uh, and, and uh, I hope everything's going for you well in New Jersey. And I hope you have a nice Fourth of July. I know I will. Um, all right. So thoughts on Apple? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? This is interesting too because yesterday, guess what? I was buying Apple. <laughs> you know, stocks they don't always go up, but good stocks they they they. Um, like Apple, they'll they'll go to sleep for a while and then and then they'll wake up and when they do, boy, it could be really great. And I, I'm not saying that that you know Apple is going to be a rocket ship to the moon, but if you'll notice, after hours it's already up. Now I was start I bought I was starting to buy Apple right about at the buy point about basically 137. We are still in a buy zone for Apple. We have a chance to buy, um, you know, to 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 buy Apple. So if you're interested in Apple, and I think it's well worth your well worth your effort. You know, Apple is in the buy zone. Now, right? And I really think that that's, you know, kind of, and I'm good. I, I think that that is very, very important because if you want to get in on this stock, and, and this is really a transformational stock, there are a few stocks that are worth over $2 trillion. One of them, of course, is Microsoft. The other one is Apple. I own both of them. I think they're also they're they're both excellent. Now, this is this is a you know slow slow but sure wins the race. One of the things I like about Apple is even though it is a tremendous stock in terms of its valuation, it's still because of their split because of their four to one split last year on August thirty first, it's still very very affordable to buy hundred shares of this and, so, and do a covered call. One of the ways you can really make good money, and as a matter of fact, one of my interns, he's actually in California. Right now, because he went home for the for the holiday, but he has a lot of Apple stock, and he writes cover calls on him. He's been very successful, and it's a very low risk strategy. And this, if you're going to do cover calls, this is probably the best stock to do them on. It's Apple, so something you might want to consider. Definitely, definitely in the buy zone now, and looking very, very good in terms of, uh, you know, in in terms of stock. So really, really like, um, you know, really, really like uh, that stock. Thank you very, very much, Kate, and I hope you have a great holiday as well, too. Thank you for those wishes. Um, oh, hey, thank you. Oh, hey, fantastic. Fantastic. You got you um, the alert on that. I made about a great. Okay. Okay. Boy, that's exciting. You know, um, I really, really like it when people make money. That's my whole – if I can just help, you know, fortunately, many years ago, I was very, very fortunate. I met a guy by the name of Howard Byron. He introduced me to – uh, investor business daily. This is a long time ago. This is back when, you know, prior into the internet, where it where it came as a as a as a paper, and he showed me how to use it and how to profit from it. And you know what? I have done well <laughs> ever since. And a few years ago, I was a financial analyst. A few years ago, I uh, uh, I made more money one year trading Microsoft. This is in 2017 than I was making on my job, and I was doing very well on my job too. But I was making more money at lunch 
trading Microsoft and Microsoft options based on the IBD. So that's what I try to do is distill that. And if you and if you're not a, if you don't have a, an IBD subscription, maybe you should consider getting one because it can be very profitable. But I want to try to distill it down to the very best things that uh, the IBD has because you can definitely make money. And uh, and I, this year is going to be. I have a feeling. We're going to do very well this year. The leader, there's going to be a leader that emerges this year. Right now, I'm I'm looking, and I think it's basically uh, Nvidia is the leader. But you know, last year it was Tesla, and you know, a few years ago it was Microsoft. So there's always a leader, and there's always a way to make money in any, any market, even if it's going sideways or down. So, uh, thank you very much for that uh, that that kind uh, comment. All right, potential target for Apple. Very good question. I'm going to go back to the Apple slide here, the, the live chart for Apple. Basically, uh, you know, we basically want to start taking profits on Apple when it moves 20% above about 137. Okay, so if it was 10, 10 so so basically, we want to add about um, uh, we want we want to add um, we want want about we want to double 13. So we want to take 1350 and we will double that so 17. So if we added that to this, we would we would want to start possibly looking at taking profits in about the 154 level. And that's pretty easy to do. So I think that uh, hopefully we're going to see Apple go on a run. Now, it's going to have its res- there's going to be resistance at about 145. So it's going to move up to 145 probably. It's probably going to pull back and and you know and then eventually it'll pull, it'll pull through that. I do believe because now we're starting to see we have this beautiful base. We, this is called a base on base pattern. It is a classic pattern. We have this base and then we have another base. So it's getting ready to make its run and it's going to probably tr- take out the higher high. And the higher high is 145. Now, very interesting thing about this. This higher high, and I'm going to go to the to, I'm going to go to the uh, monthly chart here and show you. This high up, I actually go to the, uh, the weekly chart and show you this. This is very interesting because when it split, um, when, when Apple split four for one, and that was on the 31st of last year, you can see, and this is very, very interesting how this works. Uh, it made essentially, let's see if I go back to June. Okay, so this is August. This is August 31st, if you can see right there. Well, did I get that right? No. Got to go back to, and this is the weekly chart. I'm just looking for, well, let's see if I can go to the daily chart. If you go back as far as, as August 31st. Okay, let's look here. So February, okay. So let's go to August. Yeah, August 31st. Unfortunately, you can't see that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull this, these boxes off here. So we won't see those. Let's see if I can, let's, let's see if I can get rid of those. Uh Let's see if I can get rid of those boxes. Uh, all boxes. There we go. All right. So hopefully in a second that will click off and that will show you because that was the high, basically. Yeah, there we go. As you can see, just just right about August 31st here, that's when it made its high. That's when it made the 137 high, interestingly enough. Well, that is also... It came over there, and then we, and then it, it was at right at one thirty-seven. So you can see why this is so critical, because because Apple has moved decisively through the one thirty-seven area. Now it can move higher. So this is very very interesting. Almost to the day that it split four for one, that's when it made its high. So very interesting thing going on with Apple. So I do think that Apple is right now a very good position to buy it, and I do think it's going higher. And I think we'll see it probably move up to at least 145 before it meets resistance. So thank you very much for that. Um, Apple looks bullish. Absolutely. It's very bullish right now. Apple is very, very, very bullish. All right. So let me take one last question from TikTok. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, I'm new to crypto. Any tips? Uh, well, right now, I think you got to be really careful with crypto. And the reason I do is because the central banks in China are trying to kill crypto. And so... I would just be very, very careful. If you trade crypto, you might want to consider trading something that I trade. It's called the GBTC, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. And what this is, is Grayscale Bitcoin Trust uh, controls about 4% of the world's Bitcoin. And I use this as a proxy because I don't trade Bitcoin directly. There's a lot of reasons because I can't write options and that kind of thing. So I use the Bitcoin Trust. Currently, Bitcoin, 
is in a downward trend because the GBTC is a downward trend. So I'd be very careful entering new positions right now in Bitcoin. Bitcoin, if it falls through about $30,000, it's probably going to move lower, maybe as lower as $12,000 to $1. So you want to be very, very careful dealing with crypto. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks so much for, for, uh, for watching my show again. By the way, we have we have action trailers very, uh, you know, and we do put out stuff. I'm going to try to put out this this trade uh, tonight. Hopefully, if I get time, this uh, this 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 uh, this this uh, calendar spread that I have, and it's going to go out basically to everybody that is on the list for uh, free action free free trade trade alerts. So it's basically to get on the list. www.sinfox.com slash stream for it, and that's of course free. And if you're on TikTok. Just go to my profile, hit that link, and then uh, you'll see it. There's a button you can push for that free uh, spread trade, calendar spread trade on Home Depot. And I think you'll really like it. It has a 56% uh, profit potential and, uh, you know, in about, oh, I guess about 45 days or so. So looking pretty darn, pretty darn good on that. I'm going to be back on Tuesday. I'm not going to be here on Monday because... Unfortunately, and well, unfortunately, it's fortunate for me. Um, there's going to be we're we're going to be off, and uh, and so the markets will be open back on Tuesday. I'll be back at two thirty central. Thanks again, everybody. Really, really uh, appreciate uh, every, all your questions, and hopefully, I can get. Uh, you know, hopefully, everyone is going to have a very, very nice uh, holiday weekend. But be careful out there because a lot of crazy drivers. So, <laughs> till then, I will I will see you. Happy trading. <laughs>